You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. All right, look to your right. Now look to your left. You know, you're sitting in faith. You're sitting in a dream that Crystal and I prayed for when we first got to Cleburne. When we first got to Cleburne, there was signs everywhere. There's a toll road coming. I feel like there's Johnny Cat. They're trying to come right? Anyway, anyway, there's a toll road coming. And we said, and I said to the Lord, Lord, please. I, I knew this was before there was a baseball field, before there was a 7-Eleven, glory to God. Uh, and before there was a barbecue joint and Jimmy John's down the road, praise God. And uh, before all that, I said, Lord, please give us, and this is all I asked for, a piece of land on the toll road. Not only... Did he give us a piece of land? He gave us a piece of land with the building. Now, I know I joke all the time about the pink carpet, the red pews, and the white walls. But it was a well-built, workable building. And I'm I'm learning to find that well-built, workable buildings are very expansive, right? I'm I'm bidding out what, what it would take to make this wall come crumbling down. I'm like, I think you guys are smoking something when you send this stuff to me. I hope you're on the live stream. And, uh, because <laughs> you need Jesus. Anyway, uh, but, but guys, you're sitting in a dream. Crystal and I, we felt that we needed to pray for that. And not only did God give us a piece of land, five acres on the toll road, he gave us a building on it. Then we got into this building, and guess what? Wasn't big enough. We had to close in what is now the youth building in the back. Then you guys kept having kids, and we kept running out of space for kids, as Steve said, present company included. And then we had to build a kid's building. And you know what? Every time, we could not do it. We had just moved to this building and we, we, it, you know, it, this wasn't a whole lot, but for us, it was a whole lot. This purchase cost us $194,000, which is cheap, very cheap. But when you ain't got nothing, $194,000 ain't cheap, right? We ain't got two pennies to rub together. It took faith. Then we got to this place and we had to close in that kids building because listen, it's wide open. We were having kids church outside. And you know what? Summer, it's okay in Texas because it's in the morning. But guess what's coming? Winter. Winter, right? Well, eventually. or when it, when it feels like it, yeah. One day, winter is here. And that's how it happened. That's how it happened. We had to say, God said, well, not God. The people that, that put together the money said, you need to raise $20,000. And you have two weeks to do it. And guess what? We did it in one. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I guess this is supposed to happen, right? (laughs) 
And then we closed it all in. And the first Sunday, the building was workable. We were able to have children's church back there. It was 25 degrees that morning. Faith. But if you don't have the faith to step out of the boat onto that water, you'll never have what God wants you to have. You'll never have it. So turn to your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read this real quick and I'll give you a chance to get there because I'm in my setup. This is called the intro. I'll be there in a second. Hebrews chapter 11. This is called the hall of faith chapter. So I want to encourage you. I'm going to hit high points of this. I want you to go home and read this whole thing because I could have preached this whole chapter the entire time, but you know, I can only hit certain parts unless y'all want to be here three hours, three hours. I'm joking. I've got a railroaders game to do at three, uh, 11. Now faith is assured of things hoped for and the convictions of things not yet seen. Now, I went to the NIV, just, it's all right, but that's how I memorized it. And let me read that to you again. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. If you read words, it's hard. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Guys, what I'm telling you today is faith is nothing without action. So the title of my message today is what can faith do? What can your faith do if you put it to work? It's not going to do anything if you say, oh, I believe in Jesus. But when it gets hard, you go, what am I going to do? That's not going to work if you haven't figured that out by now. So if you have your Bibles, if you haven't already got there, go to Hebrews chapter 11. You can skip down to 29. That's where I'm going to be. If you have not yet already download the Church Center app, go to your Apple app store or your Google Play, type in Church Center, and there's a short setup. If you'll notice, we did not have announcements today. Did anybody notice that? Look at you guys. You notice that? You know why we didn't have announcements today? Because you don't listen to them anyway. You're like, well, how do you know? How do you know you don't listen? Because you all text me when things are going on. All right? I'm not bitter about it at all. Okay? You just, you know, I'm at the movie on a date with my wife. Pastor wins youth camp. Shut up and leave me alone. Right? Joking. It's, it's all right. It's PTSD. Anyway, um, so download the app. And in the app and the home screen, there is an announcements button with the most pertinent announcements that you need. There are two announcements in there. There's the men's shooting and vacation Bible school, okay? There's also an, uh, an announcement that didn't make it because it wasn't turned in on time. There is a vacation Bible school volunteer meeting immediately following service today. Also, Miss Ruby, uh, she has a Sunday evening class. Unfortunately, she is not well, and that will not be happening tonight. Got it? And now, see how easy that is? See how much more time we could actually have for ministry? Because y'all don't listen to the announcements anyway. All right? So if you have the question of when is kids camp, what's the answer to that question? It's in the app. If When is the men's shooting thing? What's the answer to that? It's in the app. How do I sign up to be a volunteer for Vacation Bible School, Michelle? It's in the app. It's in the app. There you go. Huh? Yeah, the answer is never text me because half 
the time you people are like, I'm like, I don't know, ask Zoe. <laughs> you know, when's vacation Bible school? I don't know. I'll be on vacation in Mexico. So I'll be on the beach. Y'all have fun. I will be back the last two days. So don't freak out. It's going to be fun. Okay. But y'all don't need me for vacation Bible school. Do you? Yes. Nope. You don't. No, you don't. I'll be in Mexico. Well, you can come hang out with me and we'll have vacation Bible school on the beach, okay? All right. <laughs> well, I already got four kids there, so I don't know what's in there. All right. We're getting off track. Let's, let's go. Hebrews chapter 11. Guess what's also in your app? The sermon notes, all right? So you can follow along with the sermon notes. You can also now, we are now streaming the service within the app. Is there anything that app can't do? <gasps> Nothing, okay? And then... <laughs> Bless you, whoever that was. All right, let's keep reading. Hebrews chapter 11, skip down to 29. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as to dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. What can your faith do? The first thing, your faith can accomplish the impossible. Your faith can accomplish the impossible. Can you imagine? We, we think, well, yeah, you've got to walk around the walls of Jericho and yell at them. You, might, you imagine how silly that is? It's walk, 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 up to the wall. Ah! Walk, 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 up to the wall. Ah! That's just twice. I've got to do it four more times. You want me to do it? Then on the seventh time, I'm not going to do it. On the seventh time, you walk up and go, walk, 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 walk. Ah, wall comes down. Why? No clue. Faith did it. Now, people try to explain, well, well the ver reverberation of the sound, whatever. God took it down. It doesn't matter. All right? It, I mean, yes, he could use the world that he created to make it happen, but God made it happen. But it took the people of Israel. Jesus is texting the people of Israel. To walk around the walls and have the faith. And you know what? If they'd have got up on the sixth morning and said, you know what? I'm tired of yelling at a wall. They would have missed it. And guys, can you imagine what it was like to walk across the Red Sea? You stand at the body of, a, at, at, and it wasn't small. If you look on the map, the Red Sea is not small. Google a map of the Red Sea. It's not one of those that you can see the other side. It's a decent distance. And you walk up and you go, we've got to go this way. Then Moses throws his staff in the ground and the water just goes. And you're like, How's the, how long is that going to stay that way? <laughs> right? Because there's always that one person. I'm married to him. What happens when the water comes down? Right? I'm the one that's like, let's go. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. It might be dangerous. And I'm like, we'll figure it out. Right? <laughs> and can you imagine? They're walking in the Red Sea, and there's walls of water on either side, and you're looking at fish, and in my mind, on the other side, there's a great white shark, probably because my kids watch too much Sharknado, don't judge me, it's fine, and uh, it's a bad movie, but anyway, Isaiah loves it, Sharknado, anyway, and, and there's probably fishes, and, and you get to the other side, then you're like, oh, here comes the Egyptians, and what happens, boom, the water gets them, but you have the faith to walk through. Could you imagine what that took? And you're just asking God to pay a bill. You're just asking God to heal some pain. 
You're just asking God. God moved a body of water and your problems are hard. Sometimes we just need to stop whining and turn our impossible into possible. God is waiting to make your impossible possible. He's just waiting on you to stop telling him it is impossible. That's good. I don't think you got that. I'm going to say it again, okay? Because it's up on the screen and I don't have to look at my notes. God is waiting to make your impossible possible. He's just waiting for you to tell. Quit telling him. It's impossible. Because there's nothing impossible for my God. There's nothing impossible for the God I serve. We just got to quit telling him it's impossible. I feel like I'm preaching today. A couple of you are getting it. All right, let's keep reading. 31. I can't lose my voice. I got to keep talking today. 31. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Number two, faith can break curses on your lives. Faith can break curses on your lives. Rahab the prostitute. Notice, how many of you would like to be in the Bible? Rahab the prostitute. Todd the prostitute. It's like he calls you by that name. It's like, thanks, God. I thought you redeemed me. But it's always Rahab the prostitute. Right? We're here in Hebrews. This is New Testament. New Testament. And it's still Rahab the prostitute. But you know what? Rahab said, I'm not going to have this prostitution thing continue with me. It's stopping with me. And if you'll look in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, you see Rahab in the lineage of our Messiah, Savior, Jesus Christ. There's two things that don't usually appear in a good Jewish genealogy. One is a woman. Two is most definitely not a prostitute. But Rahab had the faith to say, you know what? I don't see God on these people. I see God on these people and I'm going to help these people. And boom, it stopped with them. Guys, do you have anything in your family that kind of just runs in your family? Now, my my family probably wouldn't want me to talk about this, but it's good. It stops with us. You know, one of the things that every man in my family does is we stutter. If you're around my papa barm, he sometimes he'll get so excited he can't even get words out of his mouth. Because our brains work faster than our mouth can work sometimes. But you know what doesn't go good together? A preacher that stutters. Right? But here's the thing. This stuttering thing isn't going to define me. If you'll notice, sometimes I'll mess up my words and I'll laugh and I'll move on. You know why? Because being a stutterer does not define who I am. This stuttering crap stops with me. And it's not going to define who I am. And guys, in your life, there's things that run in your family. Divorce, unforgiveness, addictions. That stuff stops with you. You know why? Because you're going to stop it. And not pass it down to your children. Stop sitting there telling the kids, well, this just runs in our family. Bull. Things that run in your family, they stop when they run into your God. You hear me? Things in your family stop when they run into your God. Not divorce. Not addiction. Not Rahab the prostitute. It stops when it runs into God. You know why? Because he's bigger than all that stuff. 
We just tell, we just sit there and think that we serve an impossible God. No, we don't. We serve a God that makes all things possible. Need to breathe. Got a lot of things to say and I don't have a whole lot of breath in my body. All right, verse 35, skip down. Women receive back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might raise or rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. Go back and reread 35. Women receive back their dead by resurrection. Guys, that brings me to my third point. Your faith brings life where there is death. Your faith brings life where there is death. There's a lot of things in our lives that aren't final, but there's something that is more, there's nothing that is more final than death. But here's the problem. Why is it? Why is it that we see over and over and over again in the Bible that people were raised from the dead, but it doesn't happen now? You know why? Faith. Now, I'm not here, I'm not trying to diminish the medical field. I love medical field. I've got medical people all over my family. But my doctor is not God. If your doctor gives you a diagnosis, it's just a guess. You know, when you're going to meet Jesus, whenever Jesus decides you're going to meet him. It's not when a doctor tells you it's going to happen. It's when Jesus decides to take you. And you know what? When Jesus is done with me and it's time for me to go to heaven, who am I to argue with him? But you know what? We can bring life in death. And I'm not just talking about in our physical. I'm talking about eternal. Sometimes we face things in our lives that we just feel like are just dead. But you know what? We can speak life into situations. Have you ever been into a situation where nobody thought it was possible, but you got that one guy that walks in and go, we can do this. Then everybody's like, yeah, we can do this, right? I'm that one guy. I'm the guy that's like, shoot, it's crazy. Let's try it, right? Any, any that, anybody that guy? Okay, that's, that's me. The staff knows it. It's like, if it's crazy, let's try it. Guys, we serve a God that brings death or life where there is death. And the reason I know this and I can preach this with conviction is I've seen this in my life. You know, long ago, I was uh, sitting at home on what any red-blood American does on a fall Sunday afternoon. I was watching the Cowboys. And if you're not watching the Cowboys, we'll have an altar service here at the end. Uh, and we can lay hands on you. Uh, and you can receive Jesus into your life. Uh, mostly in this section over here. I, I just, I feel, I feel it over here. I see that hand. I see that hand. Uh, <laughs> but I was watching the Cowboys, and they were playing the San Diego Chargers. That's how long ago it was. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there watching, and somebody calls me. Now, they're lucky. I answered the phone because I was watching the Cowboys, right? Don't judge me. It's fine, okay? But I answered the phone. And they said, Pastor Todd, we need your help, Okay. You know, usually it's, I need you to come to the hospital to play, pray. I've got a splinter in my toe. Okay, usually it's that. You, you would be surprised. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not judging you at all. I, I, nothing, nothing but love here. Nothing but love here. Uh, 
But this, on this occasion, she said, Pastor Todd, you know my daughter that's pregnant. Yes, ma'am, I know your daughter's pregnant. She goes, she's bleeding a lot. And they think that she may have lost the baby. Can you come to the hospital? Like, sure. So I turn off the Cowboys game begrudgingly, drive to the hospital, and thank God it was on in the lobby. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you're judging me. You really need to stop, okay? God, God needs, you need to let that go in your heart. But anyway, I get there. And I, was, I said, do you want me to go in and pray for it now? They're like, no, they're doing a sonogram. They're seeing if the baby is still there. So we wait. Thankfully, the cowboys were on. Uh, and so the doctor comes out and he says, you know what? There's a faint heartbeat. But I, I don't foresee the baby living overnight. And this was late in the afternoon. And then the mom turns to me and goes, will you go pray for her, Pastor Todd? And I'm like, then I, then I walk down the hall and I'm like, because I mean, I mean, let's be serious. Let's be serious for a minute. What do you pray for? You know, in your heart, you want to pray that the baby would live, but then you go, well, if the baby doesn't live, what, what do I do? Then I get into the room and I ask her the question, which if you ever ask me to pray for something hard, I'll probably ask you, how do you want me to pray? And she said, I want you to pray that my baby would live. There was no hesitation. I said, okay. So I laid my hands on her stomach and I began to pray. And I just asked God, I said, God, I know that there's been death spoken over this child, Lord, but we just pray life. We pray that you would heal whatever's broken in the name of Jesus. Then I left. Don't remember if the Cowboys won or not, but I do remember the call I got the next day. The dad called me, he said, Hey, Pastor Todd, I don't know what you did, but my baby's alive. I said, listen, bud, I didn't do anything. Your baby's alive because Jesus has, has his hand on his life. You need to, and you need to get that baby in church because he's got a hand, his hand on his life. So guys, there is nothing that is going on in your life that God cannot bring back to life. There's nothing in your life that's dead that God can't bring back to life. You know, you may have had that dream in your heart that you thought, well, what? You know, this is dead. I'm, I'm too old for this or, or I'm too young for this. God can bring that back to life. You know, age and all that kind of stuff, it's just a number. We put the restrictions on age. We put the restrictions on health. We put the restrictions on all that. God doesn't put any restrictions because you know what? God can do whatever he wants. So stop speaking death into your life and stop speaking life. Because I serve a God of life. Amen? So what does this mean for us today? What does this mean for you and your life? Usually I got three questions for you, and today I have three questions for you. The first is, do you need God to accomplish the impossible today? Guys, you're sitting in something impossible. You know, Pastor Crystal told stories last week or two weeks ago. She stole every good story I had, so I really had to work hard to find stories that she didn't tell in the faith series. And I, I told her, I was like, listen, baby, you tell all the good stories. You gotta leave some for the rest of us. Uh, but one story that she didn't tell is when we came to Hope Church, she told you the part that we both quit our jobs and came here. We came to a church that was not supposed to live. 
New Hope, our parent church, had considered shutting this church down because it was $20,000 in debt. It could not make enough money to pay the rent of the place that it was renting at the time. And it was hemorrhaging money. Now let's quit our jobs and go there, right? Sounds good. Basically, if you looked at it from the world's perspective, we were committing career suicide. We had both just gotten out of school. We had, a decent, we had decent positions and we were just gonna quit that and go to something that was probably going to die. But you know what we did? We spoke life into an impossible situation. And now you're sitting in that failing church. Get the play on words there. I think that went over your head. But you're sitting in the failing church, which is now the fastest growing church in Cleburne. And you know what? We ain't going to stop. You know why? Because there's people dying and going to hell every day. And as long as people are dying and going to hell, this church isn't big enough. Many people ask me, well, how big is this church going to be, Pastor? This, this church will stop growing when we have everybody saved out there. And not until then. And then by then, Jesus will come back and we'll be all good, right? Number two. Do you need God to break those curses over your life? Do you need God to break those curses over your life? You know, this ran into my family. This ran into this. This ran into this. No. It didn't run into your family till it ran into your God. It stops with you. Number three, do you need God to bring life to you today? Guys, what I'm saying to you today is do you need God to accomplish the impossible in your life today? Do you need God to break those curses of your life? Do you need God to bring life back into you today? I don't think you heard me. Do you need God to accomplish the impossible today? Do you need God to break those curses over to your life? Do you need God to bring life today? I don't think you hurt me. Do you need God to make to accomplish?